0: It's okay to be a reject. It's okay to be a misfit. It's okay to be a loser. It's okay to be an outcast. It is not okay to let these labels define you. You define them. The Bible says that we will be rejected for our faith. The same way Jesus was, and that is more than okay. Regardless of what society tells us, it is okay to be broken into pieces. As a matter of fact, broken pieces make the most beautiful things. Mosaic. up guys my name is Victor and welcome back to bringing grace to the nation's podcast that little intro that you just heard was a a group called rejects and they have just dropped their very first collective album and you guys totally need to go check it out it features two of my best friends LJ and Justin and so make sure Griffin's on there too but yeah Uh, make sure you go check it out and I'll have all the links below you can stream it on Spotify, you know, on Apple Music, and that's cool and that's great, and that helps them out. Guys, just go buy the album. It's ten dollars on Apple or on iTunes and Google Play. Go buy the album. It'll help them out, and it'll help them keep making great music, like the one, like the music on this album. And guys, this album is really good. Here to Win is like actually fire so you want to go check it out bonsai is pretty good as well so make sure guys go help them out go check out that album hopefully we'll get them on the podcast here in the next few weeks and you guys can have some new music to listen to And uh, yeah, so make sure you go check it out. Links in the show notes. I hope all of you have had a fantastic week. I know I missed last week. I've been kind of on and off. And I really just, I need to apologize. That is my fault. I have been struggling with being able to get up podcasts. Last week I was in Florida for about a week. I just got back. And so that's why there was no podcast. I just don't have my microphone and things in Florida. I should have recorded one before I left for Florida. And so that was my fault. So I'm sorry, but we're back back on schedule. Don't worry. There may be a week or two that I miss in the future as well because I'll be traveling. I'm going to Washington, D.C. I'm going to Guatemala. I'm preaching in Florida. So there are a few. It's a pretty busy summer for me. And so if I miss another week or two, please forgive me. And then once that school year pops back around in, fall, in the fall, we will be back every week. No ifs, ands, or buts. So I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. Please let me know how you're doing. Check, check out our website, grace-nation.com. Email me, gracenationministries at yahoo.com. And you can get in touch with me there. So, on the theme of me missing podcasts and me missing um, some some f- a few weeks here, I've really been battling with something, and that's what I'm going to talk about today on the show. It's something that I think we all battle with on a daily basis. And take a sip of water right there. It's something that we all battle with on a daily basis, and so I figured it would be something that we should talk about. And I think it's a sin that we don't acknowledge as actually being a sin. And we know that all sin has separated us from God, right? Even the sins that we're not 100% aware of. And I think that's where apathy and the sin of passivity comes into play. Uh, I know I've been through many seasons of my life where I've battled apathy towards God, towards serving, towards the church, towards school, towards work, To towards really whatever I've battled apathy in a lot of areas of my life, and it has been something that unfortunately has really plagued my life up to this point. And it's something that I've actively been working on, and it's something where I've had to build in constant disciplines for myself to really force me to get into breaking the habit of apathy or breaking the sin of passivity. And so, before I talk about, you know apathy and the sin of passivity and all these things let's just talk about what apathy is in the world's sense in a secular definition apathy is the lack of interest enthusiasm or concern and that is i think that's kind of a good working definition that we can go with here there i know there are times in your life where you're like i just don't want to go to church And you probably don't when you feel that feeling. There was a season here while I was in seminary where I was like, I just just don't want to go to church. And I really skipped church for like two or three weeks because I just, for whatever reason, didn't get myself to go. I was apathetic towards the idea of fellowshipping with believers. And that's a dangerous place to be. Apathy towards church, apathy towards work, whether you're in a ministry vocation or not. If you're apathetic towards work, other people are going to notice. God has strategically placed you in your workplace to to live out the gospel, to share the gospel with your coworkers, to be a missionary in that place. And if you are apathetic towards your work, then people are going to notice that and people aren't going to listen to the things that you have to say because they know you have a bad work ethic. I have worked with Uh, several Christians, self-proclaiming Christians at Starbucks who just have bad attitudes and like, yeah, you may have a bad day here or there, but we have to understand, and I'm guilty of it too, right? Like when I worked at Starbucks, I was guilty of being apathetic towards it and even disliking it a lot of times. And so I think we really have to watch our attitudes and how we come off to other people when we're at work. And then I think we get apathetic, and this is the one where I know I struggle the most, and if we're honest, it's where you struggle the most as well. And that is, I've been apathetic with my relationship towards God. And that's a really difficult place to be, especially, I've been doing a lot better recently, Um, but there were a few years of my life back in high school, late middle school, early high school, where my relationship with God was almost non-existent. And the scary thing was, was I was in church. I was singing the songs. I was sharing the gospel. I was serving in the church. I was doing the things that like a good Christian should do, but I was not pursuing the Lord in my personal life. And that's a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous place to be. And so I think we all struggle with apathy in one place or another in our life, and maybe in more than one, and that's okay. Like, I want to kind of let us know right now that if, if you are in a season of apathy, do not freak out. It is okay. Now, it's not okay to sit there, but it's okay for us to acknowledge that we're being apathetic in an area of our life. And now we need to start putting things in place to help us come out of that apathetic state, out of that passive state. And so first we're going to talk about apathy and then I'm going to talk about the sin of passivity because I think this is also something that we don't do that we struggle with a lot. So a few things towards apathy and these are just a few things that I've done to help bring me out of apathy. I'm going to go through a few different life scenarios of mine and hopefully it will encourage you if you're struggling in this area. So when I'm apathetic towards church. This is this is a really difficult one for me and it's not one that I've struggled with recently as in the past year or so simply because I've been working at a church and so I'm kind of forced to go. And that's not a bad thing and I can still be apathetic if I'm forced to go, but I've actually really enjoyed working at the church and God has done amazing things in my heart and I haven't struggled with apathy towards the church but before I worked at a church, I struggled with apathy a lot. And The reason I struggled with apathy when I first got up here in Wake Forest, North Carolina, started going to church, the reason I I was apathetic towards church was because I didn't have a community of people around me. And that's just, that's just the unfortunate reality of getting plugged into a new church. When I got plugged in at the summit, I knew one person. I didn't take initiative to get plugged into a small group. And then when I did get plugged into a small group, I really didn't feel like I fit. Like I kind of just felt like the odd one out, which is partially my fault, but I just didn't, I just didn't connect. And so since I didn't connect, I didn't feel like I was really getting a relationship with other people. This apathy started building in my heart. And then I was like, well, if I could do, you know, two hours of something more productive, in my mind, more productive, then, you know, then I will do that instead. And so I started missing church. This was well before I started working at church. And so... How did I break out of that? There were a few things I did. I I tried to connect myself in a good community, and so I switched small groups. I searched for a place where I felt like I connected, and I don't want us to rely on our feelings, and I don't want us to rely on how we feel at church to, to go, but it's important. Like if if you don't if you're not accepted or you don't feel like you're being embraced at your church, you're not going to want to go there. And that's important for us to know about how other people feel when they walk into our church. If there's a non believer that walks into our church and they don't feel like they are being embraced and connected with the community, then they're not going to come back. And so this plays two two critical roles, right? And so we need to take the initiative and and plug ourselves into a good community. And so that means finding a church where we can get plugged in, finding a church where you can serve. I was struggling with my apathy because I wasn't serving in the church. Serving in church is a fantastic way to get to know people, to build relationships, to share the gospel with non-believers, and to help ultimately the body of Christ unify together as one. Serving in the local church, I would say if you are a member of a church and you're not serving, you're in sin. I'll I'll just say it that way as bluntly as possible. Um but serving in the church is a really important aspect of of feeling and getting that community, not just feeling the community but actually having that community, getting plugged into a community group or a small group is a huge part of of of, you know, beating that apathy towards church because now you're going to want to go hang out with your friends. Now you're going to want to go dive into the Bible with other people and people whose relationships that you care about and that you're building actively. And so those were a few things that I did to beat my apathy. And ultimately, God beat that apathy in my heart. He broke it down by plugging me into a good small group, by plugging me into a good church, by plugging me into a good spot to serve. And ultimately, God brought me out of that apathy. But we need to be the ones to take that initiative in this because we can't just sit back and relax and expect God to snap his fingers and boom, apathy gone. Right? So, those were just a few things that I did when I was struggling with my relationship with the church. Now, when it comes to my relationship with God, most of the time, this is not just apathy. This is the sin of passivity. This is just me going about my daily life, doing my thing, you know, busy as heck, going about my business and just not thinking about getting in the Bible and that's just a struggle that I think we all have I think we all kind of go about our day and if we don't actively think hey I need to get in the Bible today and I need to spend some time in the word then it's not going to happen it's just something that kind of floats over our head and doesn't happen and that's why we need to build in our routine and a discipline of being in the word daily and this is something that you know I'll be bluntly honest with you guys I struggle with it still this is not something where, you know, I can, I, I can say I've perfected, and I don't think anyone, if they're honest, can say that at all. You can look at the biggest pastor, David Platt, Matt Chandler, J.D. Greer, these guys that we look up to and almost equate them to God, which is a sin, by the way, uh, I, I'm, I can guarantee you. And knowing J.D. Greer, you know, he's even said, hey, I struggle with this. Like this is something that everyone struggles with. So acknowledge the struggle. It's okay to struggle with this. Now let's take steps to beat this. So how did I do it? And how would I recommend other people really build into the routine time with the Lord? And I think the first thing is, is you need to find a time in your day that works for you. And so I've heard a lot of pastors say, hey, do it first thing when you wake up do it right in the morning. Well, I think that is the best way. I'll be honest. I think that's the best way. I think it's smart. I think it's great to start your day with time with the Lord and getting your mind set correctly. I really do think that's a great time to do it. However, that's not a great time for me to do it, mainly because I, uh, I struggle with waking up And so, my mind isn't fully awake the first thing in the morning. And so, usually, I'll need to go to the gym, work out, take a shower, read, and then once my mind is fully functioning around 9 o'clock, then I feel like I can get into the Word. Because when I get into the Word, I want to feel like I'm giving it my all, not my half-awake self that, that could care less about what it's doing. And so that's why I spend time at the gym. That's why I work out, get my mind working, take a cold shower, and then hopefully I'm able to get in the word. And this is something that, again, I struggle with because I'm not in the gym every day. And so sometimes I'm, I'm just, it's just passive and I just forget it. And so this is something that you should really work into your day. I know my mentor, he's awesome. If you're in school and you do homework on a regular basis Setting, setting a discipline in your life, hey, I'm not going to work on any homework until I do my quiet time, is a fantastic thing to do. That's what my mentor has done for years, and I'll go into Starbucks, I'll see him, he'll be doing his devotion, and then he'll get into his homework. Because he realizes that doing his devotion and getting into the Word of God is more important than an assignment to turn in. And I think that's sometimes a hard realization for us to, to come to, but it's true. And so those are just some little ideas. Find a time in your day where you can fully invest yourself in the word of God and in your communion with God and do it. And once you build that routine, it will become more natural for you. That's something that I've had to do. That's something that a lot of my students at church have had to do. That's something that my mentor does. This is something that the most mature Christian does because it's something that we all struggle with. So find a time in your day and do it. And then it doesn't have to be two hours deep theological study. It, it doesn't. Commune with God. Read the Bible. Pray the scriptures. Ask God to bless you today. Ask him to give you eyes to share the gospel. See people who are in need to serve others to give you the eyes of an active Christian, not a passive one. Right. I think just just commune with the Lord. And you can you know, you can pray while you drive. A lot of people will listen to music or podcasts. And that's great. And I do that, too. But if you have a drive to work that's 15 minutes, spend that time and pray. Commune with God. Don't close your eyes. Be a responsible driver. But just take that time and and talk to the Lord and, and use that to really help grow and nurture that relationship. Because I think just a lot of times we forget to do it. And so those are just a few of my tips when it comes to our apathy towards God. And so apathy towards the church, apathy towards God, and then apathy towards serving, and we kind of already touched on this with the church. It just comes naturally. As a Christian, and and when your heart has been regenerated by God and the Holy Spirit, and, and you are investing in the lives of others, you're naturally going to want to serve, but it's okay if, you know, you struggle getting plugged in, or sometimes you just don't feel like serving. Just get plugged in and serve, and build that routine. Build friendships. Build community in the places that you serve, And then you'll find yourself naturally wanting that community and and to serve other people um, more and more regularly. And so serve as a small group leader at your church. Help the students. Drive high schoolers to church drive middle schoolers to church, Um, lead a small group, Uh, help set up tables, hold the door open for people, ask people how their day is. Don't just walk into church and sit down in your seat and wait for it to begin. Walk around, talk with people, build relationships. It's okay to do that. And so as you just kind of take more activeness in your church life, that sin of apathy will begin to die down. Now I want to talk about the sin of passivity a little bit. So we talked about apathy and some some just like realistic logical ways that you can that you can initiate in beating that. Ultimately, we have to understand it is not of our power to beat our apathetic state, but it's God defeating our sin in our heart for us that will allow us to be released from the sin of apathy. And so just realize that, you know, you can do a lot of things, but if you're not surrendering this to God, then you're going to be stuck in the sin of apathy regardless of what you do. The sin of passivity is something that I think we also struggle with. And I'll use an example of mine. A while ago, uh, when I was living in Trinity, Florida, I was going to school there. I was driving home from work and if, uh, you guys probably aren't familiar with the area, obviously, but I was pulling out of work. It's in a shopping center. And as I was pulling out, there's a light that you stop at. And then I turned left and there was a homeless guy with a dog and he had just held a sign and he was like, gift card to a food place, dinner, please. And I was like, okay. I like, I never stop for, you know, people on the side of the road. I just don't. Um, I try not to just, especially in specific parts of town, but I felt this weight, on my heart, and I just didn't look at them. You know, you do the thing where you make sure the the windows are rolled up. I'm sure some of you probably lock the door, right? And you just kind of don't make eye contact. You kind of pull up or creep forward towards the car in front of you, hoping that the light will turn green soon so that you can turn so that you can drive away. Right? I've done it. You do it. Let's just be honest. But I had this weight in my heart, and I didn't know what it was, and I drove, and the light turned green, and I drove, and I probably got a mile down the road, and I was like, I just heard this voice in my in my heart, Victor, what are you doing? Like, stop sinning. That, I mean, that's literally what I heard. Stop sinning. And so I made a U-turn, turned around, and got him a gift card, and we had dinner together. And I just talked with him, and I got to know him, and he's a great guy. And now we had a relationship, and I'd see him out there all the time. We'd go get food every once in a while. It was just an awesome opportunity to get to know people in the community and really serve people who are less fortunate than me and that would have never happened if i would have just been passive in the way that i treated him and i think we do that a lot and it just and it's not just in this type of scenario it plays a role in all of life, right? Passive in the conversations that we have at work. You know, maybe we'll just have just enough of a spiritual conversation to say, yay, we did it, but we'll never actually share the gospel. We're passive with people. Maybe, maybe we see, you know, a friend or a family member who's hurting and in need of someone to come alongside them and serve them well. And we just kind of maybe we'll say, Yeah, I'll give you resources or I'll 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 send someone to you. Right. But we don't actually sacrifice from ourselves like We don't sacrifice our own uh, interests for the interests of others. And so we're passive in that regard. And I just want to challenge us. Try and spot those things out where you're passive in your life because you are sinning in your passivity. I do it. You do it. We all do it. Repent and ask God to give you the heart of an active Christian, someone who seeks out opportunities to serve, serve people in the community, serve people in the church, love the community, help build up people in the community. We need to We need to be Christians who are active in our pursuit of people and not passive. If we are passive, we will never see hearts transformed by the gospel, and God will not use us to further his kingdom, and we will be actively sinning and working against, The Great Commission. That is a big claim, guys. That is a big, weighty thing, and we don't realize it. Stop passively sinning. And that's, I mean, I'm calling myself out. Like, I really am. So don't just think that I'm yelling at, you know, you guys, the listeners. I'm calling myself out in this. This is something I struggle with to this day. I don't, I feel like in conversations, especially when I'm discipling kids, maybe I don't ask the right questions because I know it will make them uncomfortable. Like, ask uncomfortable questions if you're discipling kids, if you're discipling people. Ask the uncomfortable questions. Ask people if they're sinning. Deal with sin in your own heart. Repent. Like, we need to stop living a passive Christian life. And so I want to challenge you guys and me with that claim. This week, we kind of deviated from the systematic theology because this is just something that I really wanted to talk about. And so, guys, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you this week. Find places in your life where you're apathetic and where you're sinning passively. And then put things in place. Put disciplines in place. Put routines in place that will help you Build up those areas. One last thing, and this is something that I think I've been actually doing quite a lot recently too. I just haven't been taking care of myself. Like, we have to understand our body is a gift, and I just haven't been taking care of my body. I haven't been eating well, I haven't been working out or exercising, and I've just kind of been treating this body that God has given me kind of like garbage. And it's been something that's really been weighing on my heart recently. And so I'm back in the gym and I'm trying to be active in the way that I treat this gift that God has given me. And so like sometimes we don't realize that. Like, are you are you struggling with the things that you eat? Like, are you are you just not treating the body, the gift that God has given you well? And if not, what can you put in place to, to help you with that repent and then move forward how can you beat that how can you um how can you do that we have to take the initiative on this god is, is the only is the only thing is the only person that can that can help us defeat those sins in our lives he's the he is the power of christ in the gospel that defeats those sins but we cannot just expect god to snap his fingers and fix it We have to take initiative. And sometimes it's difficult, and I'll tell you, working out is difficult. Going to the gym is difficult. Finding time to do that is difficult. But if we are spending more time playing video games and eating McDonald's, than we are actively seeking out ways to treat the gifts that God has given us well and to steward them wisely, then we are sinning and it's something that i've been living in in quite a while and i'm finally i finally have felt the conviction of that and have hopefully repented and gotten into a routine where i can hopefully start treating the gift that god has given me better and stewarding it well and so i want to encourage you guys in that think through this week what are the areas that maybe you're struggling in and they might be stuff it might be stuff that you never thought was a sin or never thought would be something you're struggling in but this week, I want to challenge you to find those areas to repent and to, and to turn towards God, to lean into the gospel, surrender them to him, and then take that initi- initiative to hopefully see yourself lose that apathy and become an active Christian, both spiritually, physically, and emotionally. Guys, I say this every week. I, I, I'm so thankful for you guys. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Guys, check out that album in the description. You seriously need to, all right? It is it is by far one of the best things ever. So go do it. It's simple. And uh, help them out. Buy the album. It'd be great. Guys, I say this every week. I already said that. Roll the music. Fresh pot every Saturday. I don't know. You're beautiful and you are one of a kind. Until next time, take care and God bless.